Welcome back to the EV Diaries. This is the place where we discuss EVs in small town America. And if you recall in the last episode, I was talking about a proposal from Congresswoman Dingle of Michigan where she was proposing a new USA Electrification Forward Act, which would basically provide some incentives for infrastructure, uh, battery plant development. Uh, require or encourage some residential and commercial building code changes and would require states to look at incentivizing EV adoption. In the last episode, I mentioned as part of the press release on Ms. Dingle's website, she cited a 2019 AAA study, which is the American Automotive Association, for those of you outside of America who might be wondering. I'm not sure what all they do, but they I know for a fact, because I benefit from it, uh, with a membership, you actually can get some roadside assistance if your car ever breaks down. And uh, they came to my rescue a couple of weeks ago when my Mini decided that it wanted to have some issues. But getting back to the study, it said only 16% would consider buying an EV. Well, there was an article on driving.ca about a global study conducted by Deloitte, which is a consulting firm uh, that may indicate society as a whole is already in collapse. I mean, um, it's not that bad, but apparently everybody in the world lives in a fairy tale land where everything's perfect and no one pays for it. So, like I said, the study was by Deloitte. It's called the 2020 Global Automotive Consumer Study. It looks at all types of vehicles. And like I said in the previous episode, Canada and America were lumped together, and I will probably call it America and the rest of the podcast just for my convenience. Sorry Canada, but I do thank you for hockey. The results of the study are Americans want EVs, which I could tell you that. I'm a firm believer that Americans really want some alternative to what we have now. But they want it the same price as an internal combustion engine car. Okay? The study says auto drive is not a requirement. In fact, 48% of the respondents don't think it's safe. I think this comes from a lot of negative media persuasion. There's been all sorts of attention um, on a fatality that happened in California involving a Tesla on January 2nd. And I don't won't go into the all of the details, but apparently a Tesla ran a red light and hit an hit a Honda Accord or something, and killed the drivers in the Honda. Um, it's tragic. Anytime there's a loss of life, it's just it's just tragic. But anyway, if it hadn't been a Tesla, it wouldn't have made the news that it made. Uh, so now it's under investigation to see if auto drive was involved. 
you never hear about all the self-maneuvering out of harm's way that Teslas do. And if you want to see some videos of that, I would suggest that you check out InsideEVs.com. There's all sorts of videos that where Tesla has captured things happening on the road around them and where Teslas have gotten out of the way, basically on their own, protecting the drivers. But getting back to the auto drive, 48% of the respondents don't think it's safe. More than 50 don't even want you to be trying it out near them. I hate to tell them that you pass the Tesla on the interstate, guess what? They're probably trying it out there in front of you. 57% of the respondents said auto drive would be fine if it's government certified. So, apparently auto drive is not really a popular thing at this juncture in time. 59% of the respondents are not willing to give up gasoline cars. But that number is down from 71% from this same survey last year. That is positive movement. 73% of the respondents said that they would switch to an EV if gasoline was $6 a gallon. I'm sitting there, I would ride a horse if gasoline was $6 a gallon. 34% said that they would not pay a dime more for an EV over a gasoline car. 29% said that they would pay more, but no more than $1,000 more for an EV. It also goes to wrap up the study by saying Americans, despite driving an average of 26 miles a day, boy, that'd be nice to only drive 26 miles a day, but America, Americans, average drive is 26 miles a day, or at least for the people in this study. They all want a 200-mile range EV. 22% of the respondents want a 400-mile range EV. So the average American wants a 200-mile-plus range, and they want it for less than $30,000. And to be honest with you, I can't disagree with that. That would be great. Cost is a big factor in, in my mini e-discussion. I would love to be able to buy a 200-mile car for $20,000 after incentives. And maybe for widespread adoption in America, that's what it's going to take. But all of this is rooted in that gas pump mentality. They just don't operate the same. No one out there is making a car with a 5-gallon gas tank. EVs fuel up every night if you have the means to do so. They're half to a third cheaper to operate, depending on your electric provider and the rates you pay. And we're using a domestic energy source, some of which is increasingly renewable. I think it all comes back to having realistic expectations. Maybe one day we can have a $20,000 EV that has a 400-mile battery. There's a lot of factors that would have to enter into that. But there are plenty of opportunities now with the used EV market and with EVs with smaller ranges to get started. I've proved, or at least I hope I proved, in some of my previous episodes and my experiment with operating my Mini like it only had a three-gallon gas tank, I hope I've proved that you can operate a limited-range vehicle in small-town America 
for your daily routine. And like I said, after my experience with operating my Mini that way, if it had been a battery, the only drawback was trying to maintain the battery health. And a lot of that falls back on me because I'm one of these people that once I get something, I try to keep it as perfect as possible as long as possible. I would want that battery to maintain its capacity as long as possible, even though I know that battery degradation is a fact of life. But that doesn't keep me from, you know, wanting to maintain that battery health. But who knows, one day, maybe soon, we'll have that $20,000 EV that has 400 mile range. Shoot, I'd be happy if it only had 200 mile range. And I'm even going to cut GM some slack today. Um, they can't pick a direction because most Americans don't know what they want. Most Americans, except for EV owners enthusiasts, don't have realistic expectations for EVs. And that's because there's so much misinformation out there. They expect EVs to solve all their problems and just be so perfect and easy to operate that they're living in a dream world. They're looking for a real-life Pegasus unicorn with rainbows and glitter. So there you go, GM. Get on that. Bring a unicorn to market. So let's get back to what started all this, which was the uh, U.S. Electrify Forward Act presented by uh, Debbie Dingell from Michigan, um, the congresswoman. I like the loan idea. It definitely helped Tesla. Government loans help establish electric cooperatives in America. And, you know, the Small Business Administration has been helping build America for a long time. On the other hand, I am against coercing manufacturers. I say let the strong survive. Hey, on a side note, uh, and you'll get a kick out of this, I was in a meeting last year where someone said Tesla wouldn't survive. And the reason they said this was because Tesla knew how to innovate and invent things, but they didn't know how to make cars. <laughs> they said they should leave that to Ford and Chevy. Yeah, we see how that worked out. Anyway, um, getting back to manufacturers, I say let the strong survive. I was really against the automotive bailouts in 2008, but it's really a catch-22. Where would we be without those bailouts? Um, would it have been better or worse for Chevy and Dodge to go out of business? Ford was pretty much holding their own. Would it have been bad if Ford was the only U.S. auto manufacturer that survived? I don't know. It's uh, that, that would require a crystal ball that I just don't have. I am fine with the tax incentives, um, especially if you think about all the money you're going to be saving with an EV. It's just like gravy. It's uh, it's just bonus. I say spend the majority of this $28 billion on infrastructure and education. Let's fight the misinformation that's out there. But the problem is... When anything becomes political, there's a possibility of more misinformation being put out there. And when things become political, that makes them ineffective. And, you know, just 
hearing me say all this makes me think I'm sort of anti-establishment. I don't think I am really, but anyway. Uh, click that subscribe button so you can stay up to date. You know, I'm trying to provide a small town per perspective on um, what is becoming a global shift in ideology. And to be honest, I would rather change early by choice than later by mandate. So, the EV revolution is here. EV America, dream big. Car manufacturers, set big goals. The EV curious, go ahead and take advantage of what you can today. Don't wait. Don't wait for that $20,000 or 400 mile range car. Go get what you can now. And finally, small town America, let's get started. It's going to be a great ride. Mm -hmm.